0: You're listening to the Even Odds Podcast on the Constructive Criticism Network. Here are your hosts, Mason and Trey, and thank you for rolling with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 27th episode of the Even Odds Podcast. I am your big battle scene host, Mason, and I'm joined by special guests this week, writer for Card Kingdom, host of Proven Combatants, and my MTG mom, Chantel Campbell. Chantel, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. That's quite an introduction. thats I don't know if I can live up to that.
0: You're like Daenerys. There's just so many things to say. I forgot to say... <laughs> Mother uh, of
1: Dragons!
0: <laughs> yeah, <Grishel laughs> Brand Player. Like, so many things. Chantel, if someone somehow doesn't know you, would you mind giving yourself a little introduction?
1: I feel like you've said it all, but uh yeah, my name's Chantel. I live in Canada. I play a lot of competitive magic, as much as possible, and... I have articles Clark Kingdom. I stream super, super rarely. Just kind of everywhere. Very active on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you probably, we've probably interacted.
0: Twitter
2: like, prob-
1: too, too active, too active on Twitter.
0: There's yeah. A, there's a little inside story I like to tell where I met Rachel Agnes at GT Vegas through Chantel and then Chantel likes a lot of tweets because Chantel likes what she likes, and that's great. Or maybe me and Rachel is awesome. Who knows? But me and Rachel both <laughs> independently thought we were following each other. Because Chantel liked all of our tweets, we saw all of my each other's timeline. And it only it took me going to, like, DM her about a tweet to realize that I wasn't following her. And so I followed her, and then I tweeted, and then she tweeted back, oh, I also thought I was following you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, so funny. it's one of my favorite stories. So. Yep. yeah, yeah.
1: Caroline actually said that she's like, "I want to turn off the like tweet feature, but I don't want to lose all of the tweets that you like." I told her I would send her the tweets that I like for like a buck a month or something. She did not take me up on
0: it, though, unfortunately. Wow, that's like Netflix or Twitter. You're on. Twitter. <laughs> I would like an aggregated Twitter feed.
1: Never, never do something you're good at for free. I'm really good at liking tweets.
0: <laughs> I watched The Dark Knight <laughs> last night. Movie holds up. But let's <laughs> let's hop right into this episode because we are going to be talking about a pretty serious topic um, today i had chantelle on because so we want to talk about women and magic and some of the things along those lines but specifically we want to talk about uh three main subjects and the first one we're going to talk about is microaggressions so chantelle what is a microaggression
1: so a microaggression is a seemingly innocuous action that is taken not like without maliciousness but can still be disheartening to the receiver of the action. So you hear a lot of women complaining about if a guy asks, are these your boyfriend's cards? Because it's a question that on the surface doesn't seem insulting, but when you really dig down into it, it is just like, why would you ask me that? Like, why would you, would you ever ask a guy that? No, probably not.
0: (laughs) I've never been asked. And I, I've like, yeah, I've had very expensive decks and no one's ever asked, is that your deck, small boy? <laughs> Are
1: you borrowing these?
0: Yeah, never.
1: Yeah. There's an article that I think Taya Miller put out on TCG Player that is called Death by a Thousand Cuts that really digs deep into microaggressions that I would recommend for everybody, even if you're not really interested in the topic to read because it really talks about how, uh, women and people and minorities can be driven out of the game just because of this, like, overall feeling of, like, that they don't belong. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've read that article before. It's very good. we'll, we'll make sure to link that um, on the website. So if you're watching, if you're listening on the Contrerasism website, check there. If not, we'll also tweet it out underneath this episode. So if you're not following Even Pod, always promoting, <laughs> <laughs> Even in serious moments. No, but jokes aside, yeah, I, I think microaggressions is a thing that a lot of people understand in the abstract, we're like uh, in the outside looking in, right? But in the moment, it's very easy to like slip up and make those kind of microaggressions, right?
1: Yeah, it's very easy to even, if there's a woman who you haven't seen at your LGS to assume she's new, even though you would never assume that a guy you had never seen there is new. Or like if you are giving someone advice, if they haven't solicited it, like, look at why you're giving that advice and if it's welcome.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I've definitely, this is something i am been, I feel like I was always pretty aware of, but since really getting to know you and uh, the other cats and my other female friends in Magic, it's something I've been trying to be more aware of. And it can be, like, uh, tricky at times, you know? Because it's like, I feel like I know pretty much everyone in Tennessee Magic, and especially at my game store, and it's like, when you, you see someone new there, it's like, Cause for me, it's like if it was a guy, I would say like, "Hey, are you, did you start playing something like that?" But I want to make sure, that, you know, it's maybe someone I just never met before, right? Because people are busy and they just sometimes don't have time to come out. So, yeah, it, it's, it can definitely be a tricky uh, subject. If someone was wanting to kind of work on that and how to stop doing that kind of stuff, do you have any sort of suggestions or anything like that? Or my go to,
1: my go to is always think of what you're saying and if it would be offensive if it was reversed. Like, if you say, you're pretty good for a girl, and you're like, no, that's, like, a compliment, because I said you're pretty good. Then, like, think of if someone said to you, like, you're pretty good for a 30-year-old, or, like, you're pretty good for a brown-eyed guy. Like, it's like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely true. Yeah, it's kind of like um, the golden rule, right? Like, kind of like do on to others as you would have them do on to you. <laughs> it, that is something that I try to think about a lot when it comes to situations like this. Because I think one of the things, and I'm curious, this is something that you and I have talked about in the past, but we never really had a deep conversation on. It, so I'm curious to get your opinion on this. When it comes to microaggressions, I really do think a lot of them, you know, are harm harmless and don't like they're not coming from a place of ill intent. They're coming from a place of lack of familiarity in a situation. You know what I mean? even though the situation isn't familiar, which I think is like the crux of this whole thing, you feel like it's different because you're talking to a female or a non-binary person and it feels different to you because if we're being honest, the majority of the time you play magic, you do play against a male, right? Like it's very, it's not common, unfortunately, for you not to play against a male in most rounds. Um, Yet. (laughs) Yet, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, and just in my short four or five years of playing Magic, I'm starting to notice an uh, uptick. And uh, and I think that's awesome. I think, you know, no small part of people like you coming out and being an example for it. And that's part of the reason why I want to have you on. Also, you're just a good friend. So it's great to have you on. But <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think about that, though? Just like basically feeling like there's they're supposed to treat it differently. But in reality, they're putting that kind of pressure on themselves.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely a certain level of ignorance, which is why I think coming on and doing podcasts like this is really important. But I think, too, it's about being receptive to feedback. And I've found, like, a lot of times, if I'll have someone make a microaggression towards me, like, like, oh, is this your first draft? Or, like, oh, you played really well for a girl. And then you have to be, like, actually, that can be offensive and, like, try and explain it in a way that they'll be receptive to your feedback. I find that can be more challenging because... It's very easy for someone to get defensive. It's so like, like, give you a compliment? Like,
0: yeah, everyone's like, a protagonist in their story, right? Like, they're yeah. like, look at me do this great thing. Like, she lost, but she played really well. Let me tell her she played really well.
1: Yeah. 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 So I think part of it is being open, like being receptive to have those conversations is a much more challenging part. And I think we're going to talk about this a little later, but I think it really helps to point out if you hear someone else saying things like that. Like, if you're sitting in a game and the person next to you says something like that, it can be easy for you to say. Like, did you know that like, that can actually be off-putting when you say it like that? Like it's very... It's harder to do, but always very appreciated.
0: Yeah. So that is something we're going to kind of talk about a little bit later, but that is kind of the next thing I want to talk about. So like, let's say you see someone doing this, right? Like, let's say you're watching Chantel play against someone and the guy at the end goes, I mean, like, you played really well, like, I you know, I was really impressed by how well you played. You know, like, I haven't seen a girl play that well. You know, and then they pack up their stuff and they leave, like, what is something, you know, that you would do in that situation? Um, Would you, like, step in? Would you talk to the person? Would you pull them aside? What do you think is the, you know, the course of action you would take in that situation?
1: I think, as, like, man to man, it's...
0: (laughs) You can't see it, but we have cameras on, and Chantel put her arms to her side like, Hello there, I am a man.
1: <laughs> man to man. Uh, it it's, sh- can be easier for you to have that lighthearted conversation in a way that they would not get defensive. Like, hey man, like I saw that game, like it was really good, I heard what you said though, and I... Think that something like that could be really off putting because she's just trying to play the best she can no matter what her gender is. Like something like that where you can do it in a way that's not threatening and that's more likely to be heard and acknowledged by the other person.
0: Yeah, I really like that. The one thing I would add, I'm curious what you think here is I would lead on, I, I think most of the time you can tell the intent of the opponent when they're saying that kind of stuff. I would like, hey, I saw you were talking to her and you said that. I don't think you were trying to do that, but I think it could have came off the wrong way. I just want to let you know for next time, maybe leave yeah. off the girl part, because like an example might be like at the end of the game, just like, hey, that was a great game. You know, shake their hand, fist bump, high five, whatever you want to do and then leave. And then there's none of this microaggression, right? The difference yeah. in one word changes everything. Cause words have meaning. Who knew? Surprised.
1: No, I absolutely agree, like
0: 100%. So let's kind of move on to something that you really want to talk about. I really want to get and dig uh, deep into this, because this is something I've heard you talk about a lot, but I actually haven't had the pleasure of talking to you about this much. And that's uh, pitting women against uh, themselves, or against each other. So yeah. L- yeah, what do you mean by that exactly?
1: So I think in spaces with a small amount of minorities, it it's, it's actually a trope uh, in... TV culture that's called smurfette. Uh, so you have your like one token girl in the sea of guys. And when that happens, you will be pitted against other women and men will make comparisons to you, uh, like of you to other women, even if you're not in the same sphere at all. Like and a common example is I'm one of the only competitive magic players here in Edmonton and the other major city in Alberta, Calgary, has one really competitive Magic player as well. And guys would always talk about, well, like, who's better? Oh, she's better. No, she's better. And it's just like, why? (laughs) Why are we (laughs) having this conversation? Yeah, you wouldn't be like, oh, the guy from this game store in Edmonton is better than the guy from this game store in Calgary. That's like not a conversation that ever happens. And I think women can fall into this false dichotomy too of being like, I need to be the woman. Like there can only be one. And so we end up getting in this headspace where we think we're competing with each other as well, when in reality, like, you can become really amazing friends with all of these other women's. Like, Jen from Calgary is one of my best magic friends now. If I had stayed in that headspace, I would have never gotten to know her and be like, oh, like, we could actually all just lift each other up instead of tearing each other down. It's something I saw a lot, uh, when... We started proving commands, and
0: oh uh, uh, yeah, I was I was about to bring this up, yeah, yeah, talking. yep
1: there is another uh women only podcast that came out, and I got so many messages being like, like do you think this will affect you like like what do you feel, how do you feel about this like do you, are they competition and I'm like, like would you message
0: would you message like, Mason like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you-
1: be like. Oh, the game podcast. Are you concerned about that? Yes. Like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. We don't release on the same day for a reason. Please leave us alone, <laughs> Brian and Jerry. We love you. <laughs> we come out on Mondays now for a reason. <laughs> no, don't like, say
1: yeah. Like, are you going to be like, oh, there's a new podcast that's for guys? Like, yeah. I'm- well, you should be scared. <laughs> like, these two dudes released a podcast. Like, they're coming for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the Snapcaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like that's an actual podcast. I meant to make up a fake one. I think I just made one up. If I just said your actual podcast, I'm not trying to fin you. I was trying to come up with a fake name on the fly. It's hard to come up with a good name. You have a good one. But um, yeah, no, that's very true. Because when you were describing that story, I remembered, and I, I remember I was talking about this the first thing you brought it up a uh, little bit. I remember people saying to me, like, I think uh, Proven Combatants is better than that one. And I was like, cool. I mean, thank you. Like, I'm associated with it, so I think that's a compliment. But also, I don't know why we're talking about this in the moment. Yeah, um, like
1: that's nice. I hope you support them all because we need to support all women playing this game and get more women involved in this game. Uh,
0: yeah, I do think that's very true, and um, I'm glad I got to hear your thoughts about that, or at least your big thesis statement. I remember <laughs> something that a uh, mutual friend of ours said, and I I don't want to quote them uh, because I don't, you know, want to. I don't know if this was supposed to be said in private, but they said something along the sense of one of the things I realized pretty quickly is to get uh, like guys will respect you more if you diss on girls. And that's really messed up. It's something that's like, you would think about it in the abstract and you're like that. It was like, I wouldn't act that way, but I've definitely seen that kind of stuff happen. And I've seen it play out that way. Well, there's
1: definitely a lot of that. Like, what is it? Like, I'm not like other girls.
0: Yes. Yes. There's a lot like that. Yeah. And it's
1: like, I'm not like other girls, because all girls are valid, and all forms of expression are important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone, it turns out we can all be great. It just yeah. doesn't really matter. So that is definitely, uh, it's something that I think, I think it's also, you know, I'm curious what you think about this, maybe part of the culture, too, of being a competitive game. I think a lot of people get caught up too much uh, in, like, it's me versus them. And this is something I noticed. I've only got to, unfortunately, we've only got to hang out once in real life. But I got to watch one of your rounds. And I noticed that we both do something that is, I think, unique to Magic Players. And we both try to be friendly with our opponents. And I think that's something oh, like yeah. that gets lost a lot of the time. Do you think that might be part of it? Is like the culture of, like, it's it's like me versus them. So, like, by default, it's her versus she. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, there's this, like, level of everyone's competing. And it has to be you versus the world. Um,. Yeah. But I am very much the type of person that wants to enjoy the hobby that I'm playing and laugh and joke and be jovial uh so
0: yeah, for sure, and I also think there are like healthy ways to also have that kind of competition. you know play it forward is like a a mini competition sort of in a weird ways right it's like a a competition but also a weird like. I can't think of the exact word for it, but it's like also a way to like, you know, build people up and get them excited. Yeah, out. like yeah.
1: highlight and like spotlight. Yeah, spotlight.
0: That's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's also a thing that I know, like people, like I know that you've been like, I really want to win this play it forward. I know that Caroline, uh, you know, mutual friend, like there was a spot where she was like neck and neck with a girl and it made for some friendly competition where between rounds they were having like, oh, I have to win next round so that I can beat you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, was,
1: I've had that as well, it's yeah. re- it's really good. Like, I think we weren't really going to touch on representation, but I think as well, play it forward does a really good job of showcasing that there are a lot of women and non-binary players kind of just under the surface of those Grand Prix top eights, maybe getting X three or X four, uh, that are like up and coming and putting in. Serious work. <laughs> yeah, I would
0: actually love to talk about representation if you want to. We can add. Yeah. That, let's let's add into it. So yeah. let's. I want to talk about two things that involve representation, and they both involve the same person. Two years ago, uh, I had the honor of meeting someone named Autumn Burchette, who no. never heard of them. You probably you probably haven't. They're, you
1: know. I the name sounds familiar.
0: <laughs> and they I think. they would get X three in like top sixteen or like barely X four, like lose to like absurd outs or whatever by their opponent. Basically, every event they went to, top 16 to their first pro tour, and now you might know them as, I guess, now that today, they're not your Mythic Champion at the moment, but your first Mythic Champion. And it's crazy. I still have to say this. Um, so I, I was lucky enough to be there, and I got to, like, storm the stage and everything, and I got to be a part of that moment, and it's honestly, I think it's the best day I've ever had in my life, that, that entire day. It was amazing for a lot of different reasons. I, I didn't cry until, we uh, were waiting on the side. So if you've never been at a PT before, or an MC, um, they go back to the main desk. They talk for about five minutes while they set everything up for the main stage so that Marshall can hand off the trophy and then your friends come on stage. And while we're hanging out with Marshall waiting to get everything on stage, uh a mom comes up with her daughter and says uh, and taps me and Emma on the shoulder and says, do you think Autumn would mind signing it? And we're like, Autumn would love to. And then during that time, multiple little girls lined up and I started crying. And I, like, I had to tell Autumn, I was like, um Mike right now, uh, that you are a role model and you are like, you are the Superman to these little girls. You know, you're the Batwoman. You're the Ms. Captain Marvel. You are that to them. And this representation matters. And as I was watching Autumn sign all their Terramanders and all their cards in the line, I like started to tear up. My, I took the picture. And I tweeted it. And I just thought in my head, like, how could anyone like ever see this and think representation and media and anything doesn't matter? You know, I, I hear from a lot of people that it just doesn't matter. And It's just like, I don't know. It, I never had you're any make doubts. Me
1: cry. Yeah, you're gonna make me cry too. That's like <laughs> such a good
0: story. Yeah, it, representation matters. In case you were curious and you thought, <laughs> man, I don't think representation matters. Just take that story, take that picture that goes around the internet of that little girl standing in front of the Wonder Woman. These things matter. You know. Yeah. Um, There's
1: like I saw a really good quote recently that kind of sums it up better than i ever could it's you can't be what you can't see and uh it rhymes so it must be true but
0: <laughs> that, that's just facts
1: yeah uh, but also all this it's like the strides that women have made in magic in the last even like year two years have been so crazy for representation like Maria being a staple on the coverage booth and Gabby streaming to like 3,000 people. I think before these changes I didn't know if there was a spot for me in this game especially before I found Twitter and connected with this like much larger community where you could just feel so isolated and you're just like do I belong here? Seeing Autumn win the MC that tweet that they shared where they're, like, at the pub and someone showed them a tweet that was, like, at my store I can say, by pronouns, are they them, like Autumn. That's insane. To, like, have the, to, like, give someone the courage to feel comfortable like that is worth more than anything.
0: Yeah. There's, um, there was a TV show I was watching recently, I can't remember exactly, but it was, I think it was the magicians. So but basically they said, we're limited by what we think we can do when talking about, you know, like the magic or whatever. And it's kind of true in real life too, right? Like most of the times you think you can't do something, but a lot of things you think you can't do, you can do, right? But it just takes seeing it the first time for a lot of people. And that's another moment of like representation is seeing that for other people. I, uh, I forgot the name. Melissa Del Toro tweeted out how awesome it was to see Autumn. And then Autumn responded with, I wouldn't be here if you hadn't top aided the the PT five years ago. And that was also my first PT I ever watched. I remember watching Mosla Del Toro and I remember cheering her on. And so it's very like, you know, all these little steps add up. And, you know, I, I can also say, um, uh, normal co normal co host of the show, Trey, who is at his reunion right now for school, uh, his wife and him share so much. She didn't used to watch football, and now she's a huge Titans fan. She was at the draft every day and tweeting about it. She didn't used to like watch movies at all. And Trey's a movie and she's in the movies, but magic was the one thing. And she loves deck building games. She plays Marvel deck building all the time with them, and that was something they got like, connected over. She never liked magic, and she never really gave it a chance. She and Trey watched the entire top eight because of Autumn, and she wanted to learn to play because of Autumn. And oh, so yeah, and she told me that, and in my head, I'm like, representation matters. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that this is just a little tangential and that's like stories because we didn't really plan for it. And that's what no, happens when you prepare. Yeah. But it, these things do matter.
1: Well, that's one of the reasons that I was like looking around and I was like, oh, all of these, all of these sectors are are really well represented by women except for competitive magic because it takes, it takes a little while. To get good at this game, and so while there were a lot of people up and coming, there wasn't—you weren't really seeing them on feature matches or seeing them featured. This was uh, around when Play It Forward was starting, or slightly after. And I was like, "Well, like, let's do a podcast." And so I was like, "Oh, Teresa had just qualified for the Pro Tour, and Zyla had just nine o day one of Grand Prix DC, and." Autumn was, at the time, only one-time national champ. <laughs> this is before they were two-time oh national champs. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was very easy to be like, y'all are crushing it. Let's represent competitive women in magic. And, uh, that's yeah, like a little background on how Proven Combatants... Autumn is on Proven Combatants, if you haven't figured yeah. that
0: out. In case you didn't know, <laughs> we said at the beginning, so Proven Combatants is a, uh all-female non-binary competitive magic podcast. And I actually work behind the scenes on it. So if you like, if you like the stuff I do, and you've never heard of Freedom Match, you definitely go check it out. And if you want a patron of their show for five dollars or more, you can hear me every week on the Free Post show. So there you go too. I Always promoting. but <laughs> <laughs> but seriousness aside, it's funny that story too because it's like all that happened, and I met Ter- Teresa qualified for the PT at my local RPTQ that I was commentating. I, I have you ever heard that story?
2: No, I've never heard that oh,
0: story. That's amazing. This. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell the story real quick, and then we'll move on back to serious stuff. But Priest is there, and I'm commentating it. And I actually had just decided to start playing, because I played another game, Car Fight Vanguard, very really competitively before. I decided that I was going to stop playing that game. I was going to play Magic competitively, like, all the time, uh, about a month before. And the LGS, all the really good players were playing, and they wanted to have someone commentate it. And they were like, hey, you're pretty good, and, like, you talk a lot. Will you commentate this with this other guy? And I was like, 100%, <laughs> let's go. And so I commentated the event. And then, uh, the, the owner at the time, Rick comes up to me and he's like, Hey, we're going to put, uh, these two people on this other, uh, the one of them is a female. She streams magic. This is her Twitch handle, blah, 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 you know, I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then Teresa won. That was her winning in for top eight. Uh, and before she would draw, win and draw in. And after every match, uh, we would interview the winner and I would do the interviewing. I was like the color commentator. So Teresa comes into the back. She like sits down. I remember like shaking her hand and talking to her. And she was like, you know, very like excited and also anxious. And then uh, there were three of us commentating at that point. Cause one of the other really good players had lost. And so they were hopping in. I was taking the round off before top eight. And I walked over cause Teresa was watching one of her friends play for top eight. And she looked super anxious. And uh, mind you, I had never met Teresa before. I, I, if you know from the future, me and Teresa are really good friends. Now we top for the SDG, we know each other a long time. At this point, I don't know Teresa. And so I walk up to her and I can tell she's anxious. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Are you excited for top eight? And she's like, Oh my gosh, I have to draft and I have to win so I can go to the pro tour. I'm like, well, you like probably two, one drafts all the time. You just have to one Oh one. Now it's not that in the world. You've got this. And then she was like, Oh geez, thanks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then, they, uh, I didn't get to talk to Teresa before she left there, but I found out that she won later. And then I actually got paired against her a month later at a Grand Prix. I got to talk to her, uh, I think it was actually a month after her pro tour, but I got to talk to her there. But yeah, so I actually met Teresa twice before Proving Combatants. And when I was behind the scenes oh. here, when Spencer, because originally you all on the CC network as well, Spencer said, Hey, would you do this for them? I knew you at the time through Spencer, and I knew Teresa, and I thought, well, those two girls are really awesome, and I know they're going to be good role models, and so I'll I'll do this. And I, I didn't know Zyla and Autumn at the time, and here we are now. And so that's a little backstory on Proven Combatants and me yeah. and Teresa. Yeah, it's a it's crazy, it's a crazy weird story.
1: That's really good. I didn't know that at all, but it's like. It's cool seeing all of the ways everything connected and came together.
0: Yep, she beat me at that draft pod too. <laughs> I had double sister worm and I scried into a one mana a one CMC thing, so I only gained one life. I needed to gain two life to live. Big Yikes. stats. Big stats. Could have happened to anyone, happened to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but let let's go on to this last part here. Um Sorry, once again to the listeners, that was a little bit tangential, but I think it is important to talk about representation because it does matter a lot. Is there anything you wanted to say? I'm sorry, I kind of segued this a little quickly. Did you no, I think we
1: talked about. So? Oh, I think we covered everything that I'd want to cover there.
0: Okay, cool. So let's talk about this last part, and that's being an ally. So Chantel, what what do we mean by being an ally? Uh,
1: it's being a good person, basically. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Done. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah no. No. We're good. We're
1: no, it's like when you when you see something, say something. In the words of the New York Police Department. Uh,
0: <laughs> Whoa, there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start back with "see something, say something." Yeah, yeah. So
1: when you see that someone is uncomfortable or that someone is doing something that might make someone feel othered, and you can use, like, I assume that the large amount of your listeners might happen to be men. Uh So if you are a man, you can use that handy-daddy male privilege I fit in here uh that you got to step in and be like, yo, like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, easier you to do that than for the person who's on the receiving end of whatever is making them uncomfortable. Because I know I've been in situations where I've had opponents make me feel uncomfortable, and I'm just like, head down, I just want to get through this. Like, I just want to finish this match and go pack up and never talk to this person ever again. Uh, So (laughs) it's harder in that situation to be like, like, here's why what you're doing is wrong. Though in hindsight, that's always what I would like to do. Uh, But it's easier for people as third parties viewing that those situations to be able to step in and be like like yo that's not okay
0: yeah one hundred percent it's uh it's kind of like when you're a kid and they talk to you about bullying in school right it's like it's you're supposed to step in in that situation because the 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 bully isn't going to stop right and the bull the bullied mm-hmm. I believe <laughs> that that, that's is, the right, right? Word. yeah both bu- the bully and the bullied the bullied is not going to probably be able to stand out for themselves, thus the situation will lead to bullying, and you're supposed to step in and stop that situation. It's the same thing with these, and bullying is a kind of a, a strong comparison, right? Like, when you say someone's getting bullied, you're really thinking they're getting attacked a lot, and it might not seem that way when we talk about some of the stuff we, we've we said. You know, we talked about microaggressions and pinning women against each other, and that might not seem like it, but there are also been scenarios um, I believe you wanted me to talk about this uh, where I've, I've teamed with a woman uh, before on a team. Uh, I've, I've teamed with women before in an events. And in one of the events, uh, my teammate needed some help on a couple of decisions that were pretty hard. And my opponent in the tournament kept saying the training wheels have to come off at some point and referring to me not helping her and having to speed up. Now I've played a lot of team events. I've played a bunch of Vanguard events where I did very well and very far in the rounds. And I, the times I was allowed to help, I helped a lot. Never happened to me once. I've teamed in magic. I've talked infinitely more in those situations. Never had that happen to me once. But when I teamed with a female, it happened the first time. And my only regret of that event is that I didn't call judge in that situation. And my friend was getting bullied, and I basically allowed for her to get bullied because I didn't call judge. And to be honest, it haunts me and it upsets me that in that moment, you know, I, I claimed to be like an ally and a friend, didn't do it then, and I, I should have. And I kind of got put to the test two weekends ago at an IQ, uh, where my opponents next to me kept making homophobic jokes, and kept making um, jokes along the lines of like, Oh god, Wilderness Reclamation, that's gay. I can't believe your gay self is playing Wilderness Reclamation in this format. Oh my god, Mystical Teachings, that guy's gay. Gay, 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 this, the homophobic this, 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 this. Like, every few seconds. And it went on for four or five minutes, and it was distracting me, and so I called Judge, and I, uh, the Judge and I stepped aside, as if, you know, I was asking for a ruling, and I told the Judge that, and luckily the Judge was sympathetic to the cause, and to this situation and could see that I was actively duressed and playing I was also playing worse because of this, and the judge gave a double match loss. Which I think is wow. uh strict but fair. Um uh, wow. I they apparently also joked about the ruling a little bit, so I, I almost wonder if it was upgraded. I don't know the addition of that, but that's what I heard later in the day. But you know, I don't want to go around giving people match losses is this stuff. But also I think if this stuff is happening, want to, you know, be an ally and uh you want to see a change, you have to, in these kind of situations, step up. And yeah, and I think, change you, you want to see.
1: I think you touched on something really important there, too, that I wanted to mention is that if you don't feel comfortable, if it's a situation where it's not so lighthearted or you don't feel comfortable stepping in, calling a judge is great. That is what they are there for. They are there to uphold the integrity of the game, and that means more than just board States.
0: Yeah, 100. Yeah, the. the uh, it's actually like, in a weird way, it's your job to police people, but it's not, if that makes sense. It's basically your, it's kind of like real life, right? Like, if you saw a crime, you would call the cops. You wouldn't step in front of the gun, right? Same thing with a judge. You know, it's a thing where I, I think these kind of situations, when they come up, you have to be willing to step up. And I, as someone who's like telling you to do this and has done it, I can tell you I was anxious when it happened, but I can also tell you from recent events, like, and it was in my mind when this was happening. It's much worse to not say this stuff. It's like if it happens and it's coming up and you actually care about this kind of stuff and you don't do something, you're going to feel much worse in the long run. And sometimes it sucks and you also might lose people who don't want to be your friends because, oh, that person's a, a hard butt, you know, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> we don't cuss on even odds. That would be inappropriate. So hard butt. Hard butt. Yep. You don't want to mm-hmm. be a hard butt. Yep.
1: No, and I think. If they're really your friends, you should be able to have harder conversations with them. Like, if if I have a friend that says, like, that's retarded, I can be like, hey, can you not? And if they're a real friend, they will listen to my feedback and internalize it and understand why I'm saying that.
0: It gets kind of, we're going down a slippery slope here, what I'm about to say. But also, if they don't internalize it and they keep going and going and going, is this someone that you really you know want to be part of it, yeah, 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 for sure I think that's a person to person thing, so I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, just no. a little food for thought, yeah, um, is there anything else you want to talk about with being an ally? sorry, my story kind of took over that, but I knew that uh we wanted to share that one.
1: No, I think it's a perfect example, and i think I think it can be really hard, like it's not an easy thing to do to be willing to Stand up to other people, but I think doing that will one, increase the health of the game long term, and two, really make a huge impact on the people who are experiencing these kinds of things. Like, to have someone stand up for me when I'm in a situation where I feel uncomfortable, I know that would mean the world. Like, when I had a situation where someone made in a draft, a uh, really, really terrible, like, assault joke. Uh, yeah. You know, and, the
0: classic assault joke.
1: Yeah, and it was like, super not, not okay. And the TO at the time was like, that is enough of that. If you say it anymore, you will be removed from the venue. Just like, full stop. And having that was great. Being like, okay, this TO is on, like, the side of, the, like three women who were sitting at the table, which is crazy to me. You would make that joke, anyways. Like having the TO be on your side is like makes you feel great, and knowing that there's someone there that is looking out for you makes you feel. Would like if that hadn't happened and that person was allowed to continue along that line of thought, I probably wouldn't be going to that LGS anymore.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. You're. Actions have ramifications. Yeah, I, I hope this episode was informative or uh, helpful in ways. Ho- hopefully, this isn't an eye-changing episode, but if it was, I'm very glad that it was. Uh, you know, this, this is a hard conversation. You know, the show, we normally try to keep it more lighthearted, try and focus on areas to improve in magic. But I think we kind of kept to that, except for the lighthearted part, for the most part, because I think this is a serious way to improve in magic. and. One thing, in life life too, yeah. One thing we like to talk about in the show is that magic uh, relates to life a lot. They mirror in a lot of ways, if you know. Things that are true in magic tend to be also be true in real life, and you can apply those things. And this is no different. When you act a certain way and do these things and keep women out of magic, you not only make magic worse for your local store and for them, but for the community at large. So I'll give you a little butterfly effect example. Let's say some people are really mean to Chantel, right? And then they said some jokes and they did some things and Chantel didn't have a friends that she could talk to and relate to and she didn't find out about Twitter. And kind of like you said at the beginning, if you didn't find Twitter, you wouldn't be there, right? If you wouldn't be there, Chantel would never start Proven Combatants. If Chantel never starts Proven Combatants, I never work on Proven Combatants. If that happens, you might never get even odds. You wouldn't get Proven Combatants you might not uh, get to know about, like, all the things involved with all the Proven Combatants, all the things involved with us. It's just a cascading effect. Also, I'm way different, right? Because I never meet Chantel, I never meet Teresa, I never meet Autumn, I never meet Zyla. It has cascading effects, and it makes I actively feel like I'm a better person because I know you all. It's wild.
1: It's wild to think about, like, like if I was never here, Autumn would have never stayed with us at Grand Prix Vegas. Autumn Mm
0: would have never got the three pro points that they needed all yeah. the time yeah. and they wouldn't be at MC Cleveland because they wouldn't yeah. have gotten three pro points because they couldn't have gone to Vegas yeah. Wild. it's really crazy when you get down and think about that kind of stuff gets a little too deep if you go too deep in the rabbit hole it's just it's a thing where you're denying something that's awesome for others and you're also potentially making things worse by not doing that and you're also making things worse by not holding your fellow friends and competitors to a higher standard and so uh, I think if you see this happen, I would encourage you to stand up, and this stuff also happens, you know bullying and all these kind of things happen for guys as well, and I think standing up in the l g s and making a stand up like, hey, we don't hang out and we don't condone people you know rage at people after they win like right? when the other person wins, and you rage at them, we're just not gonna interact with you, we're just you're just not gonna be part of the community uh it's harsh it's but you know at a certain point you have to decide. You have to be the change you want to see in the world, basically. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, and you're like, "Wow, we that Chantel looks smart." If you really like Chantel. Where can where can they find you? Where can they find all your stuff, Chantel?
1: Just on the internet. Uh, I'm at. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I think if you type in Chantel Campbell on the internet, you can find me. Is this uh, a Chantel slice? Campbell MTG.
2: Oh. I think on. Chantel
1: Campbell, not with MTG, might come up with like a murder. So, maybe don't type that. But with MTG, I, I usually come up.
0: I'm on Twitter. You just type Chantel Campbell and you're the third image result. Yes. Oh my God. That's a weird flex, but okay. Yeah. And that's MTG, a really popular yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Uh, you're really both popular so. Nice. Data <laughs> 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 taking Uh Twitter, Twitch at CTELLE Campbell, Tell Campbell. I tweet a lot. And I stream not a lot, but one day. And I have articles coming out at Card Kingdom, that's blog.cardkingdom.com, semi regularly. I was supposed to have one coming out this week, but I fractured my elbow, so typing's really hard, so it's been postponed. <laughs> and then, obviously, Proven Combatants, ProvenCombatants.com, or CombatantsMTG. On Twitter or patreon.com slash combatants mtg, or just like At so T-C- many Play- places. Your sponsor, yes, yes, yeah. TCG player. We we are up there as well, and we have merch. And I can't remember the merch link offhand, which is really awkward.
0: Oh, this is a good moment. I'll, I'll oh, vamp
1: Teespring. com slash stores slash combatants mtg. Are the shirts on
0: the way? Is my shirt on the way? I have not to know. Not yeah. Oh, god. I all right,
1: I'm just, I'm just blacker, but it will
0: oh, be. I'm just <laughs> All right. No, no worries. I was just going to wear my shirt. I'll wear it though. Don't worry. Uh, if you want to find me, you can go to Twitter at Mason E Clark. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv/slash the Mason Clark. You can find the podcast at Even Odds Pod on Twitter, and you can also find it on the Constructed Criticism Network. Before we go into that though, I want to give a huge shout out to our. Three, technically, three newest patrons, but it's only two technically. Uh, so, Michael Russo and then Christian and Lacey, combo there on the Patreon, $5 a piece. Thank you, uh, three, so much for becoming a patron of the show. Didn't get to do it last week cause, or the last episode because it was recorded, and then before that, it was pre recorded a while ahead ago. So, here we are. This is the first chance I've had to uh, talk about it. So, thank you all so much for being a patron. It means a lot. If you want to be a patron, go to odds pod and you can get in on the Discord. Uh, A lot's happening there, a lot of conversation, a lot of sharing of deck lists, especially now with uh, War of the Spark is coming out, a lot of standard testing with the MCQs going on. So we're trying to share information, do that kind of stuff. So the show will always be free. But if you felt like you've gotten something out of the show and you want to maybe interact with the community more, if people like-minded, trying to improve and go up that step and qualify for the PT, then check out Even Odds Pod and see if there's a tier that works best for you. If not, no hard feelings. We are on the Constructed Criticism Network, though. Uh, if you want to check out some of the other shows on that network, there's Common Knowledge, it's a Popper podcast, Popper's booming, Chantel, Popper GP, if or when. When. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so you gotta make sure you listen to that. I do think a Popper GP is coming soon. Um, I do think so. Yeah, it's too popular, and I I bet I bet you a lot that event uh, the Modern Horizon set. Pop
1: popular? Um, it's too popular.
0: Uh my least favorite part. <laughs> the bad <laughs> puns. What's your Twitter <laughs> handle name right now? So if you if you don't uh, follow Chantel, Chantel's name is always a play on her name and a magic card.
1: Uh I am Shane Graf, Captain of Chaos.
0: Yes, that is a good one. I like that one a lot. Some of them I'm like, that's a stretch. Like, come
1: it's on. It's kinda of there's like these droughts between new card releases and so I'm just like Oh, oh you change with not- every set. No. Yeah. So I mean, no like, until now so like between between card releases, I have to like go back and try and find cards that will work as a pun. and the, it's, it's tough, but now there's all these new cards out, so I got, I got some new material. <laughs>
0: that is the best part about Magic. It's constantly evolving. Um, <laughs> if you want to check out uh, a talk show, there's The Hive Mind, where mutual friend Nick Prince just actually went on The Hive Mind, uh, I believe, last week. Talked to John there, and it was a super great episode. Really enjoyed it. So if you're a fan of Nick Prince, who's great, could be gayer, but well, we do the best we can for him. Uh,
1: Everyone, everyone's a fan of Nick Prince, and yeah. if they're not,
0: should be. Yeah. So you should go check out that episode, and then also, of course, Constructive Criticism. It's the flagship show. Next week should be the PT recap episode because the PT just happened. And if you're a patron of that show, one of the really cool things Chantel is he records an episode of John and Seth individually before the pro tour. They talk about their testing process and the deck selection and everything, and it goes up uh, on Friday night. Uh, so, like, technically the day before Saturday starts. So, whatever that is time zone wise. So, if, especially for newer standard formats, that can be a huge benefit. So, that's something to check out there and really an access to something that you don't really get, you know, on other podcasts. And then there's Homeward Path. Uh, if you're a busy dad or mom and you're on the grind a lot, that might be a show that relates more to you. Uh, it's a really cool idea for a show, Chantel. He actually records it on his way home. That's the name Homeward Path. Oh also, a magic card. Didn't realize that till the other day. <laughs> Always great to realize it's a magic card. Thank you everyone so much uh, for listening to this episode. Chantel, thank you so much for coming on and having this serious conversation. I know that you're waiting to watch Game of Thrones. I already saw it. You had to wait for it to go on your streaming service, which happened right before we recorded. And so you gave up the biggest battle scene in history.
1: You're just dragging out this ending because you know I'm just like, I got a show to watch. And you're like, what else can I say? Like, what else can we talk
0: about? Yeah, it's like, let's add another <laughs> segment. Let's talk about aggressions, which are a all form of microaggressions. Where Macro- you say... <laughs> There's are big picture things, you know. Thank you everyone so much for listening. I will see you all next time.
1: Yeah, I really need to go see Game of Thrones now, and also The Avengers. I like started surfing Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I can't do this right now." Cause the- that- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I close it.
0: That's- yeah, I don't want to hold you up anymore, uh, Chantel. So I mean, we're done recording, so you-, you can just go.
1: Awesome. No, this is really good. Thanks for having me on. You're like, you're a pretty good podcaster for a boy.
0: Wow. Okay. Roll this next week.